Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, October 29th, 2021. For anyone that has kids, today is kind of the Halloween day since Halloween is going to be over the weekend. Happy Halloween to all of you. Sorry for getting the live stream scheduled late. I was just uh, on a Zoom call, let's call it, um, for a podcast coming up with someone else. And uh, I lost track of time and I totally forgot to schedule the live stream for today. So sorry about that, everybody. So we'll, we'll let people kind of filter in. While we're doing that, let's say hi to everyone on the podcast. Hopefully you guys are doing well today, having a nice run. I did not go for a run today. I decided to uh, rest one more day after my vaccine booster. I'm like, uh, I guess like 36 hours out maybe 40 hours out from my booster. Um, feeling great. I think I could. My sleep last night, the numbers still weren't that great. So I feel like I feel fine today. I felt perfectly able to run. But I do have a lot of stuff that I'm trying to catch up on work-wise. I guess YouTube-wise is the more accurate way to say it. Um, and just getting ready for New York, getting ready for TRE, getting ready for just lots of things. Um, so like all that stuff. So uh, I felt like, you know, good way to try and catch up and let my body rest just a little bit more. I'll have a nice long run tomorrow. I'm switching up the schedule a little bit because of travel and stuff. So um, I'll be getting out there tomorrow. The running will be there, even though I really feel like I should run today. It's a nice spooky day to run. It's overcast. It's foggy. It's a little bit damp. Um, you know, real Ichabod Crane kind of stuff. But hopefully you guys are out there having a good, good run. And everyone in uh, YouTube land watching after the fact, Hopefully you got a nice recovery beverage. I've just got my afternoon coffee, which is really my morning coffee. I'm just drinking it in the afternoon. I just, it was a very busy day today. Lots of really, really fun stuff, but lots of stuff. All right, let's see. It looks like we got some people here now. Again, everyone who's tuning in. Sorry, I got the live stream scheduled late. So you guys didn't have like a place to like come in. And so you kind of had to like keep hitting refresh probably. So sorry about that. But we had Steve coming in first. He was all by himself. Welcome, Steve. And Jeff Light says, hi. Zeth Paterka says, good morning. JC says hello to all the fine people. And Tony Massey says happy Friday, everyone. Yes, Friday. Trevor says hey, all. Ines is here as well. Says hi, Kapuzi, and everybody. Ines and Pip. Jackie wants to know, is my flight booked for New York City? Yeah, I booked that flight maybe two weeks ago. So I'm ready. I got to start booking flights for um, Texas and California. But now I have a little bit more of my schedule figured out. Some things are kind of like falling into place Um for TRE in Austin. So now I know like kind of like when I can leave. Um, so that's so that's probably something I'll be doing in the next couple of days. But yeah, I'm booked for New York. Garrett uh, is here, says, happy Friday, everyone. And Kurt is lost, says, hi, Kofuzi. Hey, Kofuzi, and chat. What's going on, everybody? Runner Will is here. Good to see you again. And Adam Steve says, first long pants run of the year today. Co, do the Path Kilman pants have zippers that seem backwards like the grave shorts yes they do i'm wearing the pants now in fact the way the pants are they zip down on the sides and i like that because when i'm running when i want to re-zip them i just kind of like shove my hand down a little bit rather than kind of like try to like zip them up so i mean i guess it, you know to open them i'm kind of like zipping them up uh in a weird way but um it just seems to me to work better to zip them down. I think that's very intentional how they do it. But yeah, that's how they have the zippers. So all the zippers are exactly the same as how they do on the other five pants, uh, other pants with the pockets. And this has a total of five. That's where the five came in. Um, but yeah, that's how they, that's how they work. Um, 
Terry says, evening. Anyone have trouble finding the live stream? Yes, that's my fault. It's because I didn't schedule the live stream until like I sat down to, to start it. And I was like, oh, I forgot something today. So that, that's why. Sorry about that. Um, Frank says, the American Field for New York has 10 sub-215 runners, including, including Noah Dratty and Jared Ward. I don't see any way that SJD gets his goal of third American. Is that what his goal is? I didn't know that. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a deep field this year. Um, yeah, Noah Dratty and Jared Ward are some pretty tough competition. I have to take another look at the men's elite field and, and the women's elite field, too. Um, so I'll definitely be putting Seth's number into my tracker. I'm going to try to catch some footage of him. I've been talking to Will online on Instagram. Um, he's been giving me some really great places, I think, to try and catch some footage. So that's definitely something that I'm going to try and do. Um, try to be that dude running with the camera, chasing the runners. I, I'm i not, I mean, there's just, I mean, I can't even keep up for like a quarter mile with some of these people. But, you know, I feel like if I can keep up for 15 seconds, that might that will look nice. You know, it'll be a nice long extended clip. So I'm hoping to get that 120 frames per second, 4K, you know. I think it'll be fun. It's a real shame. I, t I told you guys yesterday that I bought a new action camera. I bought the, uh, I pre-ordered the DJI Osmo Action 2. It's a smaller, it's much, much smaller and a lighter camera. It's a shame that I'm not going to be able to get that in time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, uh, um, I don't even know. I don't think I'm, I'm not even going to get that in time for, for CIM. So, it's a, uh, I think it'll barely come in time for Christmas. But I think that's where we're at with a lot of stuff these days. Um, but yeah, I'll have to see what the, what it looks like, but yeah, that'll be, yeah, I'm like, I'm excited to dive in a little bit more. It's been a long time since I've, I mean, it's been over two years since I've spectated a marathon and even then I don't spectate a lot of marathons. So like lots of fun stuff to dive into. All right. Scott Minoski says, yo, the F3 winter half is officially back for an in-person race from Soldier Field 129.22. Registration just opened. Ooh, I do like that race quite a bit. If a person wants to run a half marathon in a full costume, that is a good one to do it in because it's cold. So like you want to be bundled up. Um, I've run it in 14 degree weather and it was super windy. So I really doubt that it was actually 14 degrees. Like I'm, it's one of the coldest I've ever been. Um, and I run it in 44 degrees weather. That was a nice year that year. I set a half marathon PR that year, that time. Um, but yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. But again, I have a, I'm hoping that at that time of the year, I'm somewhere warm with the kids. <laughs> That's my goal. But we, we got to sit down and figure that out once we get some, some vaccine shots for these kids. Jonathan Crossley is in New York now. Never wanted to run the marathon here until visiting. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think I'm going to be pretty fired up for it once I watch it, you know. I'm, 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 I'm excited. Um, all right. And it says he's laptop volume all the way up and he can hardly hear it. Let me turn it up a little bit more. Um, you know, I was having so many issues before with the audio where it was just clipping like crazy. So I've been turning down the audio um, from the software side from uh from the stream yard i just turned it up a little bit hopefully that works out a little bit better jc wants to know if i'm going to run the new york city marathon i'm not going to run it i'm just going to chase people around 
Uh, so I'll bring my camera with the big telephoto lens. So I'll hold that like in one hand and like the GoPro in the other. So camera shots with the camera and then run video with the GoPro. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I reached out to some of the brands that I've done work with before to see what kind of events that they're putting on. And I'll be able to go to a couple of things, but a lot of stuff is already like fully booked. Um, just cause I think with New York and limited capacity for things, uh, because of COVID restrictions, you know, things are bu booking up. So I'm, I was just talking to my sister about it yet today before I got on here. And I was like, I think I'm going to be pretty chill. I think it's just going to be like hang out with family a lot this weekend. We stand at my parents' place. Um, see my sister for dinner on Friday and then, uh, and then go to a race. We'll also do a shakeout on Saturday. So if anyone wants to hang out, uh, we'll do that. Uh, and I think Monday I'll be putting out a video of like my schedule of stuff so that we could talk about like that kind of stuff in terms of if people want to hang out. I'll still need to do a long run at some point. Probably I'll do it Friday morning in New Jersey, but, um, yeah, so I won't be running it. I've never run it before. Hopefully I'll be able to get a bib sometime. Zeth Paterka says, did you watch a beer mile world record? The splits are absolutely bonkers. No, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I did just get an email about um, uh, an, a video from Wahoo. Um, they're following Ben True. Uh, ben True's running New York this weekend. So I'm going to go check that out. Um, but I saw the trailer for it last night. I think the video comes out today or it came out early this morning. Um, I'm going to check that out. It looks pretty good. All right. Um, hmm. All right. Everyone's saying that the volume is still low. Hopefully it's better. Is it better now, guys? Let me know. If it's still lower, I can, I can increase the volume even more. I mean, this... I have the thing pretty much as low as it goes right now, just because it's always been clipping before. This thing always gives me so many problems. Yesterday, there were lights on this microphone, um, and that's because I couldn't get it to connect through my normal like sound recorder thing that gives me my cowbell and the My Wife sound. And then, um, so that's why I plug it directly into the computer, and then it, things work a little bit differently. It's a little bit easier but I just don't get my sound. And then if I ever wanted to like record multiple microphones, I wouldn't be able to do it that way. So I'm trying to learn to use this thing a little bit better, but it's not working. All right, Samuel Hersey says it's fine here now. So hopefully it's better. Uh, Vincent Vinner says, um, how old do you have to be to be considered a geezer? I don't know. I think that's a state of mind really. Then it is a, um, an actual age. Um, I will say being a geezer is probably like 10 years older than I currently am, whatever age that happens to be. I think that's kind of how, how it works, right? <laughs> um, Paul Minton says, good evening, Mike. What's your favorite speed session to include for marathon training? Um, I would have to say that it's threshold workouts. So uh, I've been doing a lot of mile repeats or six minutes on and one minute off at threshold. The recovery is ridiculously short. Um, and in total, if you do it, you get 36 minutes at threshold, which is a lot. This week I did eight by five times eight minutes. So the, the sessions were longer, the recovery still remained remain the same. I think uh, next week I'll probably do maybe eight, eight, I don't wanna do like 10 minutes times five, like going to 50 minutes of total work is a lot, but maybe like 8.30 
on and a minute off, just slowly increase the amount of time at threshold uh, for those threshold workouts, keeping the total around like 40 to 45 minutes is kind of like what I'm looking for. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work, but I feel like those really help with mental toughness because it's a lot of work. Um, and it helps you with remembering to um, run tall, run pretty, you know, so you're working on your form, you're working on strength and you're working on mental toughness. I really like it. And I think that the, the workout is good for you physiologically too. You're working at a level where your body's trying to clear you're at the rate where your body's clearing as much lactic acid as it fa- as fast as it can. Um, and so like, basically, you know, that's like kind of like running with the spigots all full, everything's fully opened, you know, like just crank everything open, uh, and let it rip. So that, and just try to stay there for a long time and get good at staying there. So that's, that's my favorite workout. Reese says the Chicago Marathon video this year was awesome, almost like a movie. Well, thanks so much, Reese. I really, I really enjoyed it. This was a, you know, this was a great year on a lot of levels, and um, and just being able to get out there and capture it that way was a real, real privilege for me. So I felt, I felt really good about it. Uh, Magno Silva is here from Brazil. Welcome, Magno. Good to see you. Um, Tracy Smith says, if it's te- me plus 10, then we're all geezers now compared to Co. I don't mean it that way. I'm saying, Tracy, for you, Tracy, a geezer is someone that's 10 years older than you. And for me, it's someone that's, you know, I'm not a geezer until I'm 10 years older than I am now. You know what I mean? So it's never, no one is ever a geezer. If you're still running, you're not a geezer out there. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. It's not till it's whatever one person, one person, one's age is plus 10. Does that make sense? I hope I'm making it make sense. Jonathan Crossy says, what about instead of increasing time of each, the number of repeats? Um, I think the number, increasing the number of repeats would also be good. Um, but for me, I think I want to work on longer duration because I'm training for a marathon. And so, like, I know some people will put on, like, a 20-minute 20 20 minute reps, Right. And so like do two, sometimes even three reps of 20 minutes at a time. And that's a lot. And it takes a lot out of you. Um, I don't know if I were, uh, if this was, you know, all my builds have been really a little bit weird this year, like the entire year. Um, so like maybe if I had a longer build plan, I can have something like that. I've done those workouts before, but I did really long recoveries. So like it would be a long run with like three times 20 minutes with like a mile recovery. Right. So that's something that you can do too. Um, and I think that there's a lot of value in that as well. You got to make sure you're fueling right. So that way you, you still do have enough sugars to get through that workout and you have to recover right too. Like those are tough workouts. I think those are like the toughest, um, things that are faster, like VO2 max workouts, you know, there, there you got to worry about like, you know, are my muscles feeling okay? Am I did I, pull, I don't want to pull something, but in terms of like what your body needs to recover from, I feel like threshold workouts are really, really rigorous on the body. And so make sure you're recovering well, sleep, hydration, fueling, both before, during, and after, you know, make sure you're doing all those things. So that way you put your body in a position to not only perform the workout, but also to gain benefit from it afterwards. But like, I would love to be at a point where I'm doing 10 to 12 minute, um, 
uh, intervals and doing shorter reps. So like four times 10, um, four times 12, that's a lot of work, um, especially with one minute recoveries. It's just a lot. Um, and I, frankly, I don't know if I can do them, but I think one of the things that I want to explore for the remaining time that I have from now till CIM is, you know, I want to write a workout that I can't finish, you know, and, and not just like, all right, an hour and a half at threshold pace. Uh, that's clearly something I can't finish, but something that's like just out of reach is something that I'm kind of toying around with. So that's why I've been liking just like slowly increasing the number of the amount of time um, versus just doing more of six minutes, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at on that. But I think that there is benefit both ways, but for me, there's more mental benefit in the longer time rather than the repeats. But then there's also increased risk, risk of injury, I think, if that makes sense. Dami says, Yoko, I managed to run my, my goal, sub four, 359 for my Amsterdam Marathon two weeks ago. Great job. It's a big part. Thanks to the videos from your channel. Awesome. Thank you. My running my goal for my first race ever is wild. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on your first marathon and also squeaking in under that four hour mark. Well done. Very well done. Um, so cool. So cool. I like the way that the Amsterdam marathon works where you uh, finish up and you start and finish in the stadium, right? It's pretty cool. I feel like it's a nice city to run a marathon in. I remember Seth's video from there too. And I just watched the, was it the running channel? Um, that was her first marathon. Sarah was her first marathon there, right? I think, so. I think so. That was pretty cool. Um, all right. Andrew says, uh, Andrew says, I like the thought of drafting a workout that's just out of reach for your current training state. Yeah. And I think where it's coming from for me, Andrew is like, you know, it's not that I want to break myself or like, you know, try to, um, you know, prove anything, but I feel like, um, I may have been underestimating or selling myself short, you know, I'm not that I haven't been working hard, but like, you know, it, you know, I want to kind of see how much I can really push, you know, and, um, let go a little bit of some of what feels safe. Uh, and then, you know, real and, re and really push it and not be so scared of like not being able to run another workout in a couple days. Right. Um, that's, I mean, I, of course, wouldn't take the approach, you know, like 10 days from the marathon or a week out. But since there is a little bit, a lot of time to recover between now and then to really like now is the time, I think, to kind of test it out. That being said, I've also, you know, finished marathons thinking, you know, I left some of my best running out by the lakefront and I didn't put it on the course. So there's some, you know, um, risks to it. But I, I'm, I'm getting the signals from my body that I'm like, all right, try. Now's a good time to try. So that's where I, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and Paul says uh, he's building his plan for next year's Manchester Marathon, and he wants to keep the sessions interesting. Yeah, I mean, I um, I I I fluctuate between like I want a marathon training plan that's like every Tuesday is this, and every Thursday is this, and every Saturday is that. You know, um, maybe some variations between them. Um, in terms of like getting the, the workouts getting harder as the, the, the plan goes on. Um, but basically keeping it very predictable and not getting complicated. Other times I'm like, 
I want to have like a new workout that I've never done before every single day, not every day, but every workout day, you know, so I can understand that for sure. I, I go back and forth between how to set it up. Uh, Kasaba says, what, what would you do if you come down with COVID two weeks out from your marathon? Obviously I'd miss a shakeout half marathon, uh, but I'm not sure how to run the marathon now, let alone the sub three goal. Yeah. I mean, I think that first thing, you know, that I would do is I would take a lot of tests once I was kind of outside of my, uh, contagion window, uh, just to make sure, um, uh, I'm clear to be running and being around people people i mean even though you're running outside still i just want to make sure i wasn't uh an outlier in terms of like how long am i shedding viral particles but the other thing from that is you know i would treat it no differently than if you had a, an injury that stopped you from running like two week for two weeks uh you know or 10 days or however long it takes uh to recover and um it's not great timing but there could be worse timing you know so like um, I would, uh, when you're able to come back, let's say you're, you come back and, um, you're feeling 100%, um, and it's two weeks. I mean, then I would say you could line up for the race, but I would really adjust the expectations. Um, not because you haven't done the work, you've put in a lot of work and you've got a lot of fitness. And I don't think you're really going to lose that much fitness, um, over the last two weeks. But if you've done zero running going from like peak week or near peak week to zero running for two weeks, your body's going to be kind of in shock when you, when you line up for that marathon. Um, so my race plan would be, um, you know, I'm not sure how much I would adjust the times, uh, but I would definitely adjust them down or like slower by a little bit. Um, and then I would also, um, be really cautious about feeling good for the first half to 15 miles Cause I feel like that's going to be just the freshness and like, you know, the kind of like the gratitude of not being in quarantine anymore. Um, and I feel like, cause I feel like that could really trick you and, and trap you there. So then I would make sure that you're saving much more than you would normally feel like you need to save. So that way you can finish the race strong. So that's, that's something that I would, uh, do, but like, you know, I, I would not necessarily, I would not think that it's going to be a PR kind of day. Just because that's a long time to not be running, you know. Uh, all right. Brett Reed said, I'm confused with stride. My prescribed marathon power was 258, but my threshold zone is 264 to 294. Should they be that close? Maybe I'm confused as to what threshold is. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems a little bit close. Um, but it doesn't seem off to me because, like, my threshold power is kind of like in the 285 range so I'm, my numbers are pretty similar to yours um and then my marathon power is around 265 so i think that's fine um i wouldn't really look at i would look for your critical power number to be that top number so that's the number that i would i would look at um and kind of think that your threshold number is closer to the 290 than it would be the the 265 or whatever you know where those numbers are um so that's kind of where i put it and i'm giving you kind of vague numbers for me because my stride is off i don't know what's going on with it i think running through water is messing with it a little bit um because it's giving me like a critical power right now of like 345 and i know that's not right and when i put it in the marathon predictor it's like you're going to run like a 215 marathon. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I'm not. 
So it's happened to me one other time before, and I'm really thinking like I might have broken my stride. Um, so I might I might need to get a new one. All <laughs> uh, right, but you know I've had mine for a long time. It'll be three years, I think, in January. Mm, all right. Adam says, don't don't get fixated on a seven-day cycle where you have to do every type of workout every week. Sometimes a 14 or 21-day cycle works better. Yeah, I mean, I know I've been hearing a lot about the different types of cycles, 10-day, uh, 14-day. And I'm really tempted to try out a 10-day cycle because I have a much more flexible schedule than most people. Um, and to kind of see, like, how my body responds better to that, to give myself. Well, I mean, I think the main thing that I want to work on is, like, I, I think my body can handle the mileage it's doing. I think doing more mileage doesn't necessarily help me. I think that until I can make the mileage that I am working a little bit more, I guess, effective or potent, um, I don't really think I need to increase my mileage. And by that, I mean, I think I, and this kind of ties to like trying to write workouts that are a little bit out of reach. Um, and I have to do that hand motion every time I do that. Sorry. Um, but having those, workouts that are a little bit out of reach is I, I need to make the hard days even harder. Um, the easy days are doing, I think I'm doing okay. Uh, but the hard days, I feel like there's more, there's more on the table, I think that I can get. And so that's kind of where I'm focusing on. And I think that part of how to get there is maybe by going to a 10 day cycle. So that way I have two to maybe three days to recover from a very, very hard workout and then have another very, very hard workout. So if it's like, you know, one workout every, you know, fourth day, so hard workout, easy, easy, hard workout, easy, easy, you know, that lines up pretty nicely with a nine day cycle. So maybe that's something I need to work on. I don't know. The more I think about it out loud, um, the more I really like that idea. Damon says, yes, Co. the Amsterdam Marathon starts and finishes in the stadium. It's a great race to run a PB as well since it's super flat. Netherlands is just as flat as F there. Never experienced darkness like from 36 to 42K though. It gets, does it get dark? Or is that a metaphorical darkness? <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't realize it was that flat. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking 2022, I would love to run a marathon in Europe. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to do that while I'm over there, might as well try to get two in. <laughs> it's the typical runner's greediness, right? Well, if I'm going to do that, might as well. Um, so, yeah, I just got to figure out when I'm going to be able to do that. I just don't know. So many things to do. So many things that I'd love to be able to do. So little time, I guess. Uh, Stephen Ganosa says, but <laughs> if I ran more mileage, I would go off the Strava leaderboards. That is important. That is important. You know, I did sign up for a Strava membership yesterday, so now I can see all the different leaderboards um, with more detail now. And so now I can get an idea of, like, if I want to be local legend in places, just how many more times do I have to run a certain segment to be that local legend? You know, so there's some advantages to being, you know, getting that subscription. <laughs> Uh, good to see you, Stephen. Trevor says, Stephen, come run Chicago next year. They'll let you keep your video up. <laughs> yeah, they certainly will. Uh, I've never ha I've never had a problem with that. So, 
All right. Paul Minton says, I saw a post training quote on Insta the other day comparing marathon to having steak cooked. Better to turn up on the start medium rare rather than well done. Quite liked it, though. Medium rare than well done. Yeah, that's true. I think people think about that, uh, say that a lot. You know, it's better to be um, a lot undertrained than a little overtrained. And then other times I'm like, is it, though? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. Shan says, okay, this is a dumb question, but getting up the race pace is so much easier with hills. Uh, even with incline, it gets her posterior chain engaged. For flat race, do I just need to be patient and work down or do surges? Um, hmm. I, I would say in that situation, uh, I would say ease into it, especially for Indianapolis, where there's, there's going to be some congestion in the first several miles. Um, I, I would say ease into it. Um, it does start to roll a little bit, especially like if, if I remember correctly, like around in, in the hard miles, it starts to roll a little bit more. So like around, I think around 15 or so, um, there's one stretch where it's like a very slight, but prolonged uphill and you, it's very straight. So you could see it for a long time. So I think that that would be something that I would, uh, think about is just, you know, don't, don't worry about it so much in the beginning. And then once your body's like really kind of like finding a flow um then you could squeeze down a little bit more that's what i would think jeff la says he has too many dashboards now garmin strava training peaks and zwift that that is a lot of that is a lot of dash you need a dashboard dashboard that's what you need i i, I bet you someone makes that there's got to be some sort of way that people pull all that data. Does anyone really need, need that, though? That's a lot. Andrew Hahn says, I want to participate in the Paris 2024 Olympic General Public Marathon. Wait a minute. The Paris Marathon is going to be open to the public as well? For real? Oh, boy. I didn't know that. No way. When is the Paris Marathon usually? It's not in August, right? Are they moving it to August? I don't. I actually don't know. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Mm. Mika Kataya says, I've been wondering how long after the best before date Martin gels are still usable. I see them have three boxes, best before 7-2021, and two boxes, best before 3-2021. Um... I posted on Instagram a long time ago. Do you guys remember when Martin did the um, the Martin unofficial? Because they're like Instagram handle and their Twitter. It's all Martin underscore official, right? They came out with a Martin unofficial. And it was kind of like a play on how people were blacking out the vapor flies and still running in them, even though they were sponsored by other companies. And so they made uh, Martin gels that were packaged with no package, no, no like label on it. It was just a silver foil. I mean, you still got like all the required disclosures and mandatory information and nutritional information in the box, but the packet itself was just like a silver packet with just a best buy date on it. Um, and they also made uh, water bottles. I don't know if they made drink mix, but they made water bottles, the same exact Martin water bottles, but like the Martin logo was like pixelated. Um, so you can, you, so you couldn't tell, you know, air quotes, what people were taking even though it was very clear what people were taking. 
Um, and I had one left and like I had forgotten about it. It was like got buried in a drawer somewhere. And I came back and um, I found it and it was bloated. Like it looked like it was about to pop like a giant silver pimple. It was like gross. And I posted a picture of it like, look what happened to this Martin gel. Should I eat it? And I put like a pole and everyone pretty much said no. And I just threw it away. I don't think I ate it. And then like nine months later, Martin responded to that because I tagged them in it. And they were like, you should throw that away immediately. (laughs) I don't know why it took them so long to get to it or how they even saw it that many months later. Um, But they found it. They found it. And they were like, do not, if it's bloated, don't eat it. So I would say it's, it doesn't say used before. It says best before. So I would say as long as it's not bloated, go for it. That, that's my, like, uh, you know, probably not official advice, but un- I'll say unofficial advice. Here we go. All right, we got a repeat uh, question here, Melvin. Sorry, I, did, I, I saw this earlier and I meant to get to it. So thanks for reposting. It says, any thoughts on packing when flying to a different city specifically for a race weekend? Keep it light with a carry-on, just bum around in a bunch of running gear for a few days? I would say kind of, yes. I would say if you can't fit everything into your carry-ons, then make sure your race kit everything you're going to race with comes with you. Like you hold it like in your backpack. So that way, like if they lose your luggage, um, you still at least have what you need to race in. You can always pick up like random shirt and shorts to run in, you know, for your shakeout run, but you want to be able to have your race kit. Right. So make sure you bring that everything else. Like if it's not like a, you know, I think it depends on what you're going to, what else you're going to do. If you're just going for the race, like, I don't know, live in athleisure wear the entire weekend. Why not? I would bring lots of different types of layers um, just because like being cold in a city is not good right before a marathon. I feel like it's a real stress on the body. So I always dress for extra warmth. Um, But like if you're going and like you're also going to be doing some sightseeing, hopefully after, but before or after, you know, then, you know, whatever you want to be wearing for that is what you bring. But, um, the only main thing that I would say is, um, pack your race stuff in something that you're going to carry on the plane yourself. All right. Secure Elite says, is the Paris Olympic general participant marathon, just normal marathon on the actual course to be used for the Olympics? See, I got to look into this. Andrew mentioned it and I didn't know, but we got to, I got to figure that out. Um, Yeah. Because it seems like a really weird idea to combine a big city marathon with an Olympics, or it could be the best idea ever, you know? I think that it would really be a real bummer if, like, they chose, like, a looped course for the elites and then, like, a regular course for um, regular people, non-elites. You know, I feel like they should just make the elites and the non-elites run the same, just to make it a big city, like a regular big city marathon. Everyone just starts. Elites start first on the gun and then release the waves after that. That I think would be awesome. I mean, have they ever, I don't think they've ever done that before. Have they? I don't, I don't think that's a thing. Can you imagine if it like, and like most of these marathons, I mean, that, that can't possibly be the same course, right? Cause most of them, they end in Olympic stadiums. Can you imagine getting to finish in an Olympic stadium during an Olympics? There, that's, imp- no, there's no way. I I gotta I gotta I'll look into this. 
I'll 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 book my ticket now if I have if I can, because I would I would I would I would want to do that for sure. I was just, I usually live in athleisure wear. What are real clothes? Yeah, I I um I threw away many pairs of jeans the last time I like looked through my closet. I'm like I'm not gonna need these anymore. I already got rid of almost all. I got rid of almost all of my suits. I'm like I'm not gonna wear these. I hated wearing these when I had to wear them. I definitely don't want to wear them now. So I have like a shirt and a suit. Um, I still have a tuxedo. I don't know when I'm going to ever need that. But um, yeah, I basically have the suit in case someone gets married or dies. That's pretty much it. I don't plan on wearing a suit at any other point. Martha says when she travels, she doesn't wear anything else anymore besides running clothes 99% of the time anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's been it's been great. I love it. <laughs> Chris Napolitano says, anyone else use an Apple Watch? He has the SE for running. I'm skeptical of the heart rate, especially on wet days, or am I just out of shape? I would be, like, I think a lot of it depends on the person, and I think it's a lot on your, like, arm anatomy. Uh, I currently happen to be wearing two watches at the same time. Uh, one of them is Apple Watch 4. Um, and for me, I think it's just with the when you're, your bones. Um I just think that the sensor moves around too much. I just can't get a tight enough fit no matter how much I crank down on it. So the optical sensor then gets optical interference, like light light bleeds like when this watch moves around. And, and so it confuses the sensor. That's why I always go to an external sensor, like a heart rate monitor, chest, or on the arm. If I move it up on the arm, it um, has more kind of like meat to press itself into. And so, like, it's uh, easier to squeeze down. Ben Johnson, one of the first things I remember, not one of the first, but, like, I remember one of the first things Ben Johnson, like, ex like exploded in terms of, like, Instagram followers on was that he made a, a extra long band for his Garmin. And he wore it on his forearm. So he just moved. Like, I can't wear this watch on, my, on like, up here. But if I could, I think I would get a, a really good reading that way. Um, so I think that that's, that's really what it is. I don't, I don't think it has to do with the watch. I don't think any watch, like no watch can work for me. I think it's just cause my wrist is weird. Not that weird. I think it happens to a substantial number of people. Mm. Mo S says, what do you all eat for breakfast on race morning when you're traveling to the race, especially if you're staying at a hotel with no microwave in the room? Um, yeah. If there's no microwave, I, I like just bread. I try to find some nut butter and some jelly. And sometimes it can be hard, but I usually like to go to like a Whole Foods or a grocery store near the hotel and uh, get snacks. So that way I get lots of water and get some sport drink. I usually like to have some chips and usually some sort of gummy to snack on both before and after the race. Um, that's kind of how I, I'm trying to think of how I normally stock a room when I travel for a race. Yeah, it'd be like a box of granola bars, a couple of bags of chips, a bag of, big bag of gummies. Um, I'll buy a loaf of bread, some nut butter, some jelly. That's it, yeah. So that's what, I mean, that's what I would do. I know lots of other people do different things. You can like, go to a restaurant and just order extra food or if you have left leftovers, you know, like if you went to breakfast the day before. Um, 
So then you could have toast and stuff that way too. There's other ways to do it. Eddie wants to know if I'm testing the new Whoop 4.0. I'm not going to. Uh, should I? I? I mean, I I don't know. I actually don't know what's new about it. Um, I think that it, it, you know maybe it's worth me to revisit, but and I, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Shannon says about the heart rate. When it's low, it's on point in terms of heart heart rate problems or heart rate readings coming from the watch. When the heart rate is low, it's on point. And when it's high, the heart rate tracking must not be functioning correctly. That's what the serious runner would say. <laughs> and then the serious runner says, Shannon gets it. <laughs> Yeah, that, you know, Steven, that, that video gets recommended to me almost every time I open up YouTube. Uh, Serious Runner on heart rate training. I think, well, YouTube knows that I like heart rate training videos and it knows I like Serious Runner. So it just, it's like, you probably want to watch this again. And I'm like, I've seen this like eight times. And I'm like, yeah, you're right though. <laughs> so I click it again. Louis... <laughs> uh, Luis Gallardo says, Kobuzi, just curious. Have you thought about leaving the GoPro and stick behind on your next PR Marathon goal race just to focus on going for it? No, not really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's become like my thing now. Um, I run all my long runs with the GoPro. So like it's just there. It's a part of it. It's a part of my running at this point. Um, you know, I get that all the time. Like every time I... Like every Chicago marathon video I make, I get it. And then if I do another race video where they get a lot of views, uh, a lot of that usually means new people are watching and people are always, I get that a lot. Like you ever think about how much faster you'd be without it? Or like, I bet you you'd be able to run uh, two minutes faster, five minutes faster if you didn't have to carry that big old thing around. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that curious as to what, what the difference would be. Um, and I think part of it is that, like, I'm, it's not that I don't care about the number anymore. Um, it's, I mean, it's like it wouldn't be, like, if I couldn't bring you guys with me for that moment, and it's, it's not like it wouldn't be worth having that moment, but it kind of is. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like either we all go or none of us go. I mean, you guys can go. Feel free to go and get that three hour or sub three marathon but i don't know that, that's kind of how i feel about it um yeah melvin said i specifically requested a microwave when he booked his room also first time staying at a hotel that's on the race route and will feel like a boss oh that's convenient and have an advantage with daylight savings there you go it's all lining up it's all lining up Daniel Narano says, do you ever get cramps from holding the GoPro? I sometimes run my phone. And I don't know if it cramps my arm up. Uh, I don't No, I don't think so. I remember in the 2017 Chicago Marathon, um, that was my first marathon running with a GoPro. And I was having a hard day out there in the usual spots when it gets hot and when it gets a little bit quiet. And I was just like, this thing, I'm ready to throw it away. And I was like, but then I wouldn't have the footage. So I just kept holding on to it and I just didn't talk to it for very much um at that point uh, but i was like grumbling at it for a long time but after that then it's kind of like all right 
GoPro's getting hairier this year? Oh, well. Getting a, now I'm using a longer stick. It's uh, more weight. Oh, well. You just get used to it, I guess. Jprez says, non elite runners for the win. FTW. I know that's all FTW stands for, but I like saying for the win. And he says, I like the blank GoPro stairs. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lot of fun to see that. Um, yeah, and if you don't if you don't post it on YouTube or Strava, did you really race? No, I don't I don't mean yeah, I don't think you did. I mean, even like Kira D'Amato, you know. I remember when she ran the the ten thousand meters uh at one of those trials of miles races. Um she was like, um, you know, what I didn't realize is that at these serious track meets serious uh track meets, um even for the ten thousand meters, the other girls aren't bringing their watches with them. She's like, but I brought mine because like, otherwise how was I going to post it to Strava? <laughs> I think that's what she literally said. I don't think it's a verbatim quote. I think it's pretty close. Um, so she, she was like, you know, so she's like when she went back to another road race, she was like glad to see other people with their watches, like ready to start, you know? So, I mean, yeah. How else are you going to post it to Strava? <laughs> Mo says, do you start adjusting your sleeping schedule based on where your race will be at? If so, when do you start adjusting? Um, I mean, if I could, I'd probably start doing it. Oh, sorry, the dog's whipping his butt on the carpet. What are you doing? Stop it. Um, he did it right up next to me, too, so I think he wants attention. Um, but I would start doing it, like, the, the week of, if you can. As a practical matter, I, I can't. Like, I just, you know... Um, I don't sleep enough as it is, so like trying to adjust my sleep would be even harder than getting more sleep to me in a lot of ways. So um, if you can do it, you know, do it with enough time that you're going to be used to it. And I think that, you know, think about like how long it would take for you to just get adjusted to a new time zone generally. Um, and it's going to take a couple days. I would say if it's like an hour or two, I wouldn't really, would, really wouldn't worry about it. But if I were, say, running the Paris Marathon, you know, I wouldn't want to arrive on a Friday for a Sunday or even a Saturday marathon. You know, I would hope that I could get there a little bit sooner if I was going to make it a PR event, you know, but if I'm traveling, you know, eight to 10 time zones different, you know, I may not have that. It probably won't be a PR kind of attempt kind of day for me. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm trying to envision what that scenario would be. Um, so like do the best you can, but I also would also advise like, don't make it a stress point you know people sometimes you sign up for a night race and that might not be the normal time you work out and your body does fine you know so like is it optimal to to adjust to the new time zone maybe um but like i feel like for me it'd be really a very big ask very hard to do logan wants to know and we'll do this one and probably call it for today um We'll do one more. I see something from JC. Logan wants to know, Does your, do your form cues change at lower speeds? Having trouble maintaining cadence. Need to lower effort to build better aerobic base, but slower cadence makes my knees groan. Um, I think a person's form does change. So like something that I've been seeing a lot of on um, like Instagram, and I think frankly a lot of it's just coming from TikTok and ported over to Instagram. I think most of Instagram is that way and Twitter. Um, is like when they say like they show the same dog 
we want to show the same runner at different paces. So like the, the, what you look like changes, like the knee drive, the butt kick, you know, the, the cadence, all that stuff is supposed to change. And I know a lot, I mean, I'm probably not the best, I'm, I know I'm not the best person to ask, but some people are saying that you're supposed to keep your cadence still really high, even on your slow days. It just feels very artificial for me. And it feels like, is that really what I'm supposed to do if I'm having just like an easy eight mile day? To to run with the form of like a minute to two minutes faster, even though I'm going slower. I don't, I'm not sure that that's right. Um but I would make sure like if you're slowing your, you're lowering your effort to make sure that you're staying easy. I'd say find a way that is comfortable to run at that point, at that level. Now, if there are certain things that you know that your body does uh, that you need to correct, then I would say focus on those things, but I would focus only on those things, correct those first um, and think of them as like just one very, very long drill uh, in that sense. So one of the things for me is my feet kick out a little bit as I run, if I'm not like mindful of it. And I think part of that is what kind of like contributes to some of my knee issues on higher mileage weeks. And so I try to think a little bit more about making sure my legs aren't quite so like duck shaped, you know, like how a duck waddles, you know, as I'm running. So that's kind of something that I think about, but I also try not to like overthink it so much. You know, because then, like, I know that when I speed up, it's not as bad, you know. So, uh, you know, it's it's there when I need it, you know, the better form uh, still could could be better still. But um, I would say is think about it, but not, not too much. But also, Logan, if you're if you're coached, I think that's a great thing to talk about with your coach. Adam says that Jack Daniels is an authority that does say that cadence varies with pace. See, that's what I thought. But I remember, especially that latest round of like video that came out of uh, Kipchoge's camp, and everyone was like, look at how slow they start their easy runs. And people looked at that and were like, see, their cadence is still really, really high, even on their easy runs. And I was like, did you guys see the whole Strava run? They started out that way for like a half mile. And then like that easy run turned into like seven minute miles. So like, you know, it wasn't 9.45 the entire time. I'm not, not saying that they don't run slow, but, um, but it's funny what people pull as conclusions from like six seconds of video. But I agree that cadence does, does vary with pace. Whether it should, I, I, don't, I, I don't worry about cadence too much. But it is one of those numbers where I'm like, do I need to? I don't know. All right. Last thing we'll talk about for today, <laughs> where did that one go? Uh, well, we'll do two more because we got Jay Prez asking about the pants today. Um, but where, did, where did that one go? Oh, Jay-Z wants to know, if you film a marathon in Louisiana, is it called a GoPro? G-E-A-U-X-P-R-E-A-U-X. I, th I think it is. I think it is. It's required once you cross from, you know, uh, from Texas over into Louisiana. Then you have to. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one uh, is from Jay Preza. Wants to know, how the Path Project is killing pants? How's it fit? Are you going to make a review from it? I did. I did. Um, the, the video tanked the first day. The first day I got like 600 views, which I know is a lot. It's not a small amount of views. 
but it's a little bit lower than I was expecting. So I changed the thumbnail for today. Um, that and on the other video before it. So hopefully that improves some of the stats on it. Um, but I really like them a lot. They are like track pants to me. Um, some of the other like joggers that I've been reviewing, like the ones from Janji are like super, super soft, like a very like um, loungy type of material. Um, these are not loungy. These are like running pants, you know, um, but they are comfortable, loosen the, th you know, they're, I'll, 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 I'll let you listen to the metaphor that I used in the video. It's terrible, <laughs> but they're very comfortable. Roomy in the, uh, through the thigh and then tighter through the calf. So, and they got a zipper on the sides, five pockets. So great for running and for dad life. I don't know. I might, I might appreciate them more as dad life. I feel like once regular dads like learn about these, they're going to switch over from cargo pants to these. Cause you could fit all the things, the crap that your kids hand you to hold on to. You could fit them in these pants. <laughs> they're, they're good. They're real good. All right. Uh, that's a good place to leave it for today, everybody. Uh, today, I, I don't know. It's kind of late in the day. I'm still working on my Hoka Mach 4 review video after 100 miles. I totally forgot that I had that other um, podcast that I had to go to today. So that kind of took up a lot of the editing time. But we'll see if it comes out today. If not today, then tomorrow. And then I won't see you guys again until Monday in terms of live streams. But Monday... Dr. Josh will be back. We've got a fun game planned uh, for uh, having a guest back over on the live stream. So don't miss it. I'll see you same time as today, Monday, 1 p.m. Central Time. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe and have a happy Halloween. Thanks. I'm going to make sure to end the video this time and end the live stream. I didn't do that yesterday. Here we go. End. End.